Hello, and welcome to episode number one of The PA Way. I'm your host, Allison Callahan, and before we introduce our first topic, let me just start by saying how excited I am to be a part of Roshcast and The PA Way. Each week, The PA Way will take a topic from presentation to application. I am going to stick to the really important stuff. This is the information you need to know whether you are studying for your pants or pantry or possibly heading to the office or hospital to see patients. We are just getting started with the PA way. I'm interested in your feedback. So after listening, send an email to allison, A-L-L-I-S-O-N, at roshreview.com. I love to hear your ideas for future topics, ways to improve, or how I can make the PA way the number one podcast for PAs. So let's go ahead and get started. Our first topic will be liver disease. Liver disease is way too complex and challenging to cover in just one episode. So what we're going to cover today is going to be an approach to a patient presenting with signs or symptoms concerning for liver disease and the pertinent history and physical exam findings. In the next episode, we'll review the serologic testing associated with the liver. The third and final episode on liver disease will provide a recap on our first two episodes and go over imaging of the liver. At the end of each episode, we'll apply our knowledge with some Roche review questions. Now, let's start with our discussion of liver disease and the presenting signs and symptoms. The presentation of a patient with suspected liver disease is as unique as each individual patient, making a thorough history and physical exam mandatory. Patients may have significant disease with very vague, little, or no complaints. It is your duty as the clinician and sometimes more of a detective to know where to start the investigation. Since liver disease can be further categorized as acute or chronic, the next best question to ask might be, how sick is your patient? A patient presenting with abdominal pain, fever, and jaundice will be managed much differently than a patient presenting with an incidental finding of perhaps a mildly elevated liver function test, but who is otherwise asymptomatic. Ask yourself, does the patient have risk factors for liver disease? Then think about some of the most common causes of liver disease. Are they at risk for viral hepatitis? This would include hepatitis A, which is transmitted through the fecal-oral route from contaminated food, such as raw or undercooked shellfish. Hepatitis B and C are transmitted through blood and bodily fluids. Do they have a history of IV drug abuse? Do they have a history of a blood transfusion prior to 1992? Hepatitis C was previously known as post-transfusion hepatitis until hepatitis C serologic testing was established in 1992. How much alcohol does the patient consume? This is important not only because alcohol consumption is a very common cause of liver disease, but also causes a very classic pattern in your liver serologic testing that we'll get to in the next episode. Medications medications, medications. I say that so many times because it is so important. It is not uncommon for patients to believe that over-the-counter medications are benign. These are medications such as acetaminophen and NSAIDs, which can cause significant hepatotoxicity. Other drugs that may be associated with drug-induced liver injury include antibiotics that are commonly used, like azithromycin and clindamycin. 
There are so many drugs that cause liver injury that the National Institutes for Health maintains a searchable database. Thank goodness we do not have to memorize them all. Other causes for the development of liver disease include autoimmune hepatitis, or possibly it could be a manifestation of another chronic disease state. So don't forget about a past medical and family history. Metabolic syndrome and obesity are at epidemic numbers, resulting in non-alcoholic fatty liver disease topping the charts. It has now become the most common cause of liver disease in the United States. Our physical exam findings will be as diverse as our history. Physical exam may be completely normal or possibly a patient presenting with altered mental status secondary to hepatic encephalopathy and everything in between. Remember, vital signs are called vital for a reason, so always be vigilant to look there first. Fever in a patient with any suspected acute or chronic liver disease is concerning. Complete a head-to-toe physical exam. Start by looking for scleral icterus. Examine the hands for palmar erythema, clubbing, or leukonychia. That would also be a good time to assess for asterixis. Abdominal exams should be especially thorough. Look for right upper quadrant tenderness, organomegaly, signs of portal hypertension like caput medusa, the dilated veins that you see around the umbilicus that can classically be seen in a patient with portal hypertension. There are also skin manifestations, including spider nevi and ecchymosis. Once you've completed the history and physical exam, go back to that very important question. Are they acutely ill and in need of an expedited workup through an acute care setting such as the emergency department? Or is this someone who may have signs and symptoms of chronic liver disease, but can wait for further testing to be done as an outpatient? Now that we've reviewed the pertinent history and physical exam findings, let's see how we can apply that knowledge to a couple of Roche review questions. A 53-year-old gentleman presents with a distended abdomen. Examination reveals a protuberant abdomen without specific point tenderness. A fluid wave is appreciated. Right upper quadrant percussion demonstrates hepatomegaly. There is yellowing of the skin, but reddening of the palms, and the proximal nail beds are rounded. Which of the following is most likely included in this patient's past medical history? A, alcohol abuse, B, asbestos exposure, or C, Crohn's disease, D, diverticulosis. The answer is A, alcohol abuse. As we discussed earlier, alcohol is a very common cause of liver disease. It can manifest as an acute liver injury or possibly as advanced chronic liver disease, including cirrhosis. Physical exam findings in a patient with advanced chronic liver disease do include things like ascites, caput medusa, hepatomegaly, jaundice, which would also include scleral icterus, palmar erythema, both nail clubbing, and leukonychia. Now let's try another question. Which of the following is the most common form of liver disease in the United States? A, hepatitis A. B, hepatitis B, C, hepatitis C, or D, non-alcoholic fatty liver disease? The answer is D, non-alcoholic fatty liver disease. 
With metabolic syndrome on the rise and now reaching epidemic numbers, viral hepatitis is no longer the most common cause of liver disease in the United States. That concludes our first episode of three on liver disease. Join me next week for our discussion on liver serologic testing. My name is Allison Callahan, and thank you for listening to The PA Way. And please don't forget to send me your comments, suggestions, and feedback to allison, A-L-L-I-S-O-N, at roshreview.com. 